0: Resonant Frequency is brought to you by BlackSparrowMedia.com. Oh, yeah. casting from the middle of the beehive here in Balch Springs, Texas. This is Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast. My name is Richard, and uh, I am your host. Thank y'all for uh, tuning in for with us this time. Uh, we're glad to have y'all aboard. I know things have been kind of iffy here lately, but uh, we're we're in the process of getting back on schedule. The move to Black Sparrow Media is pretty much complete. And I'm so happy for that. So, uh, uh, have a few things housekeeping where Black Sparrow Media is concerned. Okay, first of all, um, over at Black Sparrow Media, the website is looking for authors on amateur radio related stuff. If you uh, feel the urge to write, if you have a blog or you just like to write amateur related articles... Uh, they'd be interested in having you come on board as an author over at Black Sparrow Media. Uh, the email addresses have changed. Well, my email address has changed. Is kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. Uh, you can send all your suggestions, hate mail, everything in that direction. That's uh, the place for it to be. Uh, the main website, like I said, they're looking for uh, uh, contributing authors. Uh, even though Black Sparrow Media is a pseudo-commercial venture, uh, there is a rather large amateur radio section, and the amateur radio section, I have been assured, will be remain free. Uh, you will not be charged for uh, going over and reading articles or using the forums or anything else. Speaking of forums, the Resonant Frequency Forums are up over at Black Sparrow Media. And uh, y'all come on down and uh, take a look around. If you are interested in being a moderator for one of the forums, uh, drop me an email and we'll see if we can't make that happen for you. Right now we don't have a whole lot of sections up in the the forums, but we will be adding sections as we find folks that have an interest in uh, particular stuff. And if you're interested in satellites, digital communications, uh, D star, HF, DX, all that good stuff, if uh, you think you can uh, devote five or ten minutes a day to to be a moderator on one of the forums, uh, just drop me a line and we'll like I said, we'll make it happen. Also over at the uh, Black Sparrow media page, the uh, donation links are back up. Yeah, buddy, the donation links are back up. Go to BlackSparrowMedia.com and click on Donation in the uh, menu bar over on the side, and it'll take you over and show you three or four different ways. You can either make an outright donation, you can make a donation to uh, the podcast network. If you uh, find you like uh, uh, more than just this particular show here, uh, You can there's a link there to go to Amazon. Uh, I've told you all in the past. We do get a little little piece of your purchase at Amazon if you click through from from our site and it doesn't cost you anything extra. We also have an Amazon store that we're in the process of setting up and i hey, I didn't even put that on my list uh we have an Amazon store we're in the process of setting up currently we have some uh some books lined up over there we're we're working on looking around seeing if we can add some electronics and that kind of stuff um Also, we're in the process of uh, working a deal to be able to get resonant frequency merchandise. T-shirts, ball caps, hoodies, mugs, all that wonderful stuff. And I'd like to hear input on that if any of y'all have any input. But we're in the process of making that happen. You know, I'd kind of like to know what kind of demand there is out there before I I jump into something like this. But we'll... uh, We'll do what we can do. So, at BlackSparrowMedia.com, we got ham-related articles, email address, we took care of that, the forums. Y'all, please come on over and check out the forum. We can, uh, sure enough, make something big out of this, and it'll be a place to exchange ideas, help Elmer the new guys, help some of the older guys uh, get the information they need, Uh, get the communication happening so we can be one big happy ham radio community. And last but and please don't forget don't forget the donation pages. In fact I received an email today uh, concerning something else and was told that they really appreciated the podcast and uh, they felt a little bad about not making a donation with gas prices being the way they are and all this good stuff. Well you know the thing about donations is they're donations you're not required to pay for this podcast or anything associated with this podcast um, well, except for t- shirts and stuff if we get them going and um there's no reason to feel bad about it if you can't afford it, but if you can't afford it, feel bad. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, great things are afoot over at Black Sparrow Media, and I I really I really cannot uh, express how happy I am to be associated with them with them over there. Okay, so let's move on to the next thing, Twitter. Thank you all of you guys that are following me on Twitter. Uh, I really appreciate y'all being there. Uh, we've got uh, several folks out there with different projects going on. Uh, I'm going to be contacting some more because uh, one of the radio operators over on Twitter is putting together a list of ham radio operators that are on Twitter. Now, if you don't know what Twitter is, go over to twitter.com and look around. It's kind of a social networking, kind of an instant messaging thing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if you got little short messages to shoot back and forth to each other, it works out just fine. And when episodes of resonant frequency or, strangely enough, or uh, some of the future podcasts come out, they get posted over there at Twitter. Uh, so you'll know about it as soon as they hit the, uh, as soon as they come off the presses. You know, we are uh, sure that our... Uh, iTunes feed is working. We are sure that our uh, uh, direct feed off feed burner is working because I have been checking those. Uh, We had a problem with episode 20 of this podcast and it turned out that in the move, we ended up with a short uh, short upload. So I've re-uploaded that one. If y'all experience any problems, y'all let me know because I can't fix it if I don't know about it. Now back to Twitter. Uh, Innismar. I can't even say this. I n n i s m i r is the uh, the uh, username the guy goes by over at his blog. He's got uh, he's building a list of the ham radio operators, and uh, if you are on Twitter currently and have not signed up for that list uh go ahead and ease on over there and uh, get yourself signed up or get a hold of uh, get a hold of Ben who's the guy that I'm talking about and uh, send it that way okay let's see ham twits it's called ham twits so uh, the url is www.inismir.net. That's India November November, India Sierra, Mac, India Romeo dot net, stroke page, stroke ham dash twits. And it's starting to become a fairly impressive list. The first time I looked at it, I only, uh, if I put the uh, uh, column title up at the top, I was able to look at all of it. And now I have to scroll pretty pretty far on down the page to to keep an eye on it. So that's Ben out there, and uh, y'all make sure if you're on, if you're on Twitter, get a hold of him. If you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, and if you want to follow me at Twitter, you uh, it would be twitter.com/slash kb5jbv. Okay, we did Twitter, so now we got that out of the way. Y'all follow me on Twitter, cause uh, I like that a couple of brand new podcasts are out and y'all are probably wondering why am I advertising for other podcasts because we are ham radio operators and we share and share alike that's one of the things that makes us what we are so there's a couple of brand new ones out there Uh, let's start with the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast which is the one that's out right now is episode 6 so you're getting in almost on the ground floor and this is run by Jerry, uh, KD0BIK. And the episodes that I've listened to so far have been pretty good. Now, if, for those of y'all who've been with us for a while, if you remember how sad the first episode of Resonant Frequency, of the amateur radio podcast, was, then you will think that these guys are brand new, great big production, multi-million dollar uh, I don't know what, because they are way better, way better than the uh, first episode of Resident Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. So, y'all go over and check, uh, check Jerry's podcast out. I know it's available at iTunes. It's called the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. If uh, you don't use iTunes, then my suggestion would be to take yourself over to uh, kd0bik.com stroke podcast, and that'll probably get you pointed in the right direction. The other podcast we're uh, talking about today is going to be the ICQ podcast. ICQ podcast. Uh, I believe it's also available over at, uh, at iTunes. I can't remember if I get it from there or if I get it from the direct feed. But if you can't get it through iTunes, then go to www.icqpodcastoneword.com. That's run by Colin and uh, I believe it's his father, Martin, uh, over there in the UK. And I don't even remember which episode they're up to now. I think it's possibly episode two. Uh, May very well be episode two, or it may be higher. I may have lost my mind. Okay, so with that, we've given you all the information on Black Sparrow. We've given you the information on Twitter. I'm sorry uh, about emails. I'm still trying to get that organized. I'm sorry about uh, Frapper Map. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get over and take a look at it. There's been connectivity problems. In fact, I'm having to subject y'all to music from one of the old providers this this time around because I can't get IOTA PromoNet to let me listen to the stuff, and I don't want to download everything and then have a big mess going on. So, with that, we're going to talk a little bit about the the amateur radio code here, and then we're going to follow it up with a, a little spot on Guillermo Marconi. Yes, Guillermo Marconi, one of the great, 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 great grandfathers of amateur radio. So y'all stick with us, hang in here, uh, we're gonna take a short break. lost in the music tonight. This time on the segment formerly known as Buzzword, I'd like to talk a few minutes, well, let's do it this way, what inspired this particular uh, segment formerly known as Buzzword is the fact that I was uh, scanning the bands during field day and I tell you what, uh, sometimes you wonder why you got your license, and that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't like being uh, negative on the podcast here, but let's uh, let's go over the amateur radio code back in nineteen twenty eight paul siegel w nine e e a pretty much set down a code for amateur radio operators to follow it was uh more or less something that you know, more or less agreed upon by the folks around him that it was proper conduct so He sat down and wrote the Amateur Radio Code, or the Radio Amateur Code, and it goes kind of like this. The radio amateur is considerate, never knowingly operates in such a way as to lessen the pleasure of others. An amateur radio operator is loyal, offers loyalty, encouragement, and support to other amateurs, local clubs, and the American Radio Relay League. ...through which amateur radio in the United States is represented nationally and internationally. The radio amateur is progressive, with knowledge abreast of science, a well-built and efficient station, and operation above reproach. An amateur radio operator is friendly, slow and patient operating when requested, friendly advice and counsel to the beginner, kindly assistance cooperation and consideration for the interest of others. These are the hallmarks of the amateur radio service. The radio amateur is balanced. Radio is an avocation, never interfering with the duties owed to family, job, school, or community. And finally the amateur radio operator is patriotic. Station and skill always ready for service to country and community. And that's the uh, simple uh, that that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. And even though it's not very lengthy, it is rules we all should live by while operating on the air. Now, I understand that over the last uh, I hate to say it, almost 20 years that there's been such an influx of operators that it's been really difficult for some of the guys that have been around a little longer to elmer the new guys and get them moving in the right direction but I would advise all of you to download some copies of the amateur radio code and pass it out among the the new guys you know there's uh, some old timers that could uh, (laughs) benefit from reading it again there are things, things in there that that's the way it should be. That's the way it always has been. You know, we're all amateur radio operators together. We shouldn't fight over things. We shouldn't be inconsiderate when we operate. And not only does it reflect upon us here in the U.S. when we are a little aggressive on the radio and that kind of stuff, but it reflects on us as U.S. amateur radio operators. Around the world, because most every DX station I ever worked was considerate and friendly and balanced. If I had a question to ask them, uh, they had no problem answering. Patriotism plays a big role in amateur operation around the world. So you know if nothing else, go out there and be considerate because uh, you never know. The person you're talking to may be the the one you're expecting to get that card from. Okay, well, that's the Amateur Radio Code. This is the segment formerly known as Buzzword. And uh, with that, I guess we'll see you after the break. something a little out of the ordinary. I don't normally do this, um, but I think we'll uh, we'll go ahead and give it a shot this time see how it works out. I'm going to talk about uh, one of the uh, names we hear in amateur radio quite a bit, and uh, some people know what's going on with him and some don't, but today let's talk about Guillermo Marconi. Marconi is one of the names that gets thrown around most in amateur radio service. And for good reason. Well, let let me give you a little background. Let's see. Marconi was an Italian inventor best known for his development of a radio telegraph system, as opposed to the landline telegraph system, which served as the foundation for the establishment of numerous affiliated companies worldwide. He shared the nineteen oh nine Nobel Prize for Physics with Card Carl Ferdinand Braun in recognition of their contributions to the development of wireless telegraphy. Later in life, Marconi was an active Italian fascist. Well, yeah, okay. But that pretty much covers uh what's important where we stand anyway. Now Marconi and A lot of y'all out there might be thinking, well, okay, Marconi, big deal, wireless telegraph. But if it wasn't for the initial uh, push to have wireless telegraph systems, then there wouldn't have been the later innovation of phone or, as it gets called nowadays, voice. And we wouldn't have radio operations like we have now. Now, the fact of the matter is that Marconi's main goal was to find a way to get around the landline telegraph systems, which would make it more cost-effective than laying a bunch of cable. At one time, there were uh, transatlantic cables that uh, carried telegraphy traffic. Just like, uh, just like in some cases the telephone network uh, runs through landline trunks across the Atlantic to uh, make those overseas calls happen. Some of that's changing nowadays with satellites and stuff, but anyway. So around the turn of the century, being what we would consider today a true amateur radio operator, he didn't necessarily go out and build all this equipment to make this happen. What he did was he took a piece from over here, a piece from over there, saw how they could be fitted together to work and accomplish his goal. Because back then there wasn't there wasn't all this antenna theory you can go look up and books you could go buy to uh, tell you how to build antennas and how to how to build a radio and all this other stuff. Uh, there was several items around. You know, Marconi was doing his thing about the same time that Tesla was. And we may get to Tesla in a future episode. But what it boils down to, there was a race on to create this system where... Uh, they could operate wireless telegraphy using what we know now as uh, radio waves and radios. So, his early experiments, in his early experiments, Marconi began to conduct uh, experiments in his attic, a little place in Italy, and once again his goal was to find, create a practical system for wireless telegraphy. Now. The initial set he was working with was a relatively simple oscillator, which was just pretty much a a spark gap generator. A wire or large capacity area at a height above the ground, which would have been his antenna. What was called a coherer receiver, which was a modification of Edward Brainley's original device with refinements to increase sensitivity and reliability a telegraph key so that uh, they could send Morse code and a telegraph register activated by the receiver now uh, a telegraph register for those of y'all that don't know was a piece of equipment that attached to the receiver, it scrolled a piece of paper and made marks on that paper, so you can receive code that way. It's kind of like using your computer to to decode uh, Morse code transmissions nowadays. And I'm sure it probably wasn't a whole lot more effective. In fact, I don't think it was as effective. And we know computers aren't real effective at doing that. So he he was continued these experiments which eventually culminated in the first uh, US to Europe transatlantic transmission now the first transatlantic transmission couldn't be verified it was from England to the US and they were sending an S and it was very uh, wasn't very good so it really couldn't have been verified, but going the other direction uh that one was verifiable. so he set up a demonstration and uh and showed that it could work. He showed it again with the uh United States Navy and that kind of stuff and finally, uh, in what was it nineteen o two yeah. 1902, he sailed on the SS Philadelphia west from Great Britain and uh, carefully recorded signals sent daily from the station he had set up, Poldhu, P-O-L-D-H-U station in England. Uh, The test results produced uh, tape reception up to 2004 496 kilometers, that's 1,551 miles for us here in the U.S., and audio reception up to 2,099 miles. Interestingly, the maximum distances were achieved at night. Now, this that I'm reading says that, but any of us that have been operating for a while, we all know that the band stretches out at night. In most cases, and considering they were working way down below where our lowest allocations are now, I can imagine that it was even more so. And these tests were the first to show uh, that medium wave and long wave transmission uh, signals travel much further at night than they do in the, the day. During the daytime, signals had only been received up to 1,125 kilometers, or 699 miles, less than half the distance claimed earlier at Newfoundland, where the transmission had also taken place during the day. Because of this, he did prove that radio signals could be sent for hundreds of kilometers, despite some scientists' belief that they were essentially limited to line-of-sight distances and that's a whole different kettle of fish compared to what we got going today. Today we keep getting told that uh, the microwave bands are only line-of-sight well you know it's just like everything else it's only a certain way until somebody figures out that it's a different way so even back then they thought that just regular radio signals were only line-of-sight Now, he didn't automatically start out being able to send these signals as far. In the beginning, he was only sending them less than a mile. And as he improved and worked on his equipment, he was able to get the signal to travel further and further and be able to receive it from further and further distances away. So, after all of this, on the 17th of December in 1902, a transmission from the Marconi Station in Glace Bay, G L A C E Bay, Nova Scotia, Canada, became the first radio message to cross the Atlantic from North America. And on the 18th of January, 1903, a Marconi, a Marconi Station built near Wellfleet, Massachusetts, in 1901 sent a message of greetings from Theodore Roosevelt, the President of the United States, To King Edward VII of the United Kingdom, marking the first transatlantic radio transmission originating in the United States. However, consistent transatlantic signaling was difficult to establish. Marconi began to build a high powered station on both sides of the Atlantic to communicate with ships at sea in competition with other inventors. In 1904, a commercial service was established to transmit nightly news summaries to subscribing ships which could incorporate them into their onboard papers. A regular transatlantic radio telegraph service was finally begun on October 17, 1907 between Clifton, Ireland, and Glace Bay. But even after this, the company struggled for many years to provide reliable communications. And, you know, there's so much more about Marconi. Uh, you know, his, his mother was married. No, his father was Italian. His mother was, I believe, an Irish woman who was one of the Jamesons of Jameson Whiskey. So she was connected and he grew up in in italy and started experimenting and even after the uh, high point or what we consider the high point of his career you know beating out a bunch of the others to actually get this thing to happen be able to transmit across the atlantic improve the value of radio operations you know um, his company in the uh, sinking of the Titanic, there's, there's a lot of lore that circles around what the, guys, what the radio operators did. You know, the radio operators got in there, sent a message, Carpathia showed up, picked everybody up. But it turns out that uh, the radio operators on the Titanic didn't work for the White Star Lines. They worked for Marconi International Marine Communication Company. So they were Marconi's people. ...operating the radios on the Titanic. And that was pretty common back then... ...to farm that out. And when the Carpathia arrived in New York... ...Marconi went on board. He was in New York and went on board... ...with a reporter from the New York Times. And Marconi gave evidence in the Court of Inquiry... ...considering the sinking. You know, that... ...he had uh, problems with patent disputes... Because the equipment that he was using, some of the things were already patented. Uh, Nikola Tesla uh, even brought up that Marconi had infringed on 14 or 15 of his patents just to make this thing happen. So, one of the most interesting people in amateur radio was Marconi. Y'all need to go look him up. You know, he ended his his days. In 1914, he became a uh, senator in the Italian Senate. And he was appointed the Honorary Knight Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order of the U.K. World War II, he joined the Allied side in the conflict and was placed in charge of the Italian military's radio service. In 1924, he made a what is that? but he was made a Marchese by King Victor Emmanuel III. There's just so much to go read up on this guy, and not just this guy. Tesla, Hertz, all these guys. Y'all go out there, go forth upon the web. Y'all, y'all go out there, dig up this information, read about these guys because this is where amateur radio came from you know, we keep hearing Hiram Percy Maxim, Hiram Percy Maxim, but you know what? Hiram Percy Maxim, for the most part, uh, even though he did contribute a great deal to the amateur radio service, uh, he was not the one who built it. We stand on the shoulders of all these giants and go out there and do some research because more than anything else, Knowing that these guys were the same as we are, they wanted to experiment with radios. They wanted to further communications. That's the thing that will really inspire you and make you proud to be an amateur radio operator. Well, that's enough for my soapbox. And I hope you all got a little something out of this particular segment. Like I said, I don't normally do the historical, biographical profile thing. But, but I figured this time It probably wouldn't hurt And it might get some Some of, the fo- some of you folks out there on the, on the road Studying up on these guys DNA. So I think i probably ranted And, and everything else I, I probably gave y'all a little feeling About how I feel about all these historical guys And I hope I didn't run anybody off Anyway With that, I guess I'll see y'all after break.
1: we got another one in the can
0: oh man this has gone way too smooth something really bad is going to happen that's okay because we're just about out of here if y'all want to get in touch with me Go ahead and send me an email at kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. Or come visit me on the forums uh, at blacksparrowmedia.com. Uh, click on the forums over on the uh, menu bar and it'll take you right in. Or follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, I have Twitter up and running. If I'm sitting at the computer, Twitter's up and running. I may not post, uh, post a lot, but, uh, I'm there. If y'all got a question or comment, just send it my way. Y'all don't forget the donation link, because that's one of the things that keeps us going. Just because we, uh, just because we're part of Black Sparrow Media, uh, doesn't really mean that uh, they're paying us for any of this stuff, so we still have uh, still have expenses. Y'all go ahead and uh, go on over there, click donations in the menu bar, and uh, whatever you feel. If all you can afford is a dollar, send a dollar. But you know what? I found out that a lot of IT guys are in amateur radio, and IT. Hiring IT folks is not cheap. Not cheap at all. So, uh, y'all do that. Uh, I'd like to hear y'all's comments on uh, the Linux operating system and some other stuff. But we'll go ahead and post all that stuff in the forums. Uh, I am still looking for a co-host. I probably should have said that up front. I've been looking for a co-host for over a year now. And uh, if any of you guys might be interested in being a co-host on the Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast, get a hold of me. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do. In fact, any help y'all want to throw this direction is greatly appreciated. Well, I'd like to thank Podsafe Audio for the music heard on this program uh, this time around. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to get in there. I don't know what is going on with our normal music source, but... It' about lost its mind. Uh, y'all check out the uh, ICQ podcast and uh, what was that practical? Let me get back over there real quick. It's not that uh, it's not that I don't care. It's that I got a memory of it's just about. Uh, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. The Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. Jerry, KD0BIK over there. Uh, Y'all go ahead and check him out also. Uh, I'll, you know, like I said, why am I advertising for other podcasts? Because we're all in it together, guys. You know, it doesn't matter. Because when the chips are down, we're all going to work together. I've seen several examples over the time that I've been an amateur radio uh, operator. Katrina, Rita, Oklahoma City bombing, shuttle recovery, all that stuff. Anyway, I may be waxing a little poetic. Let me tell you, it's a hot one here in Texas, 93 degrees, and I apologize for all the fans running in the background. No, it was 93 at noon. I think it's 95 or 96 now, which means we're having a cold snap because it's been hotter than that. All right. Once again, y'all get in touch with me at the forums, email, Twitter, and I really think it's just about time for me to get out of here. Uh, thank you, Ben, for all of your hard work. Guys with the podcast. And uh, we're hoping Magic Bug uh, feels better. I can identify my friend. It's not pain that keeps me up at night, but uh, I just really don't sleep worth a hoot. Well, we thank everybody. Yeah, I think so. And I guess we're done. So until next time, y'all take care of your family, and uh, most especially take care of yourselves. With that I guess we're out of here. Seventy-three, everybody. We gotta go.